that awful. I I can't keep track because there's so many things to log into now. They're all a variation of something, and I can never remember what's what. And then I get frustrated, and I end up have resetting it anyway. <laughs> it's an old password. I don't know. I don't like it anymore. Apparently, <laughs> I'm too old for technology. I've mentioned this before. I'm probably not as tech savvy as I should be for streaming podcasts and doing a podcast. <laughs> I'm more about just drinking and chatting with strangers. Yes. I like that. I miss that. I know. I miss no. playing shows and like talking to people and people coming up and being like, Hey, how's it going? We came from like Connecticut and we were told to stop here. It's <laughs> love story. Like if random people have stories and stuff, I miss like, talking to Lots of people have, you know, hobbies and things like that. People, what do I do for fun? I drink and talk to strangers. That's that's what I tell people. <laughs> the two things you're told not to do when you're young. So, <laughs> so this is super excited. Very first live episode that I'm streaming of Stories from a Bar. I'm calling it Stories from a Virtual Bar Live. <laughs> Yes, stories from a virtual bar. It's a virtual bar now these days. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Osborne. For anyone out there watching for this virtual episode, I'm hanging out with Josh Cassano. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes, Cassano. Yeah. Excellent. That's always my biggest fear because I always forget to ask how to pronounce the guest's last name before I start. <laughs> how are you, man? I appreciate you taking the time to hang out. I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me. This Absolutely. is awesome. I like your sweatshirt, by the way, J Street Pub. Nice. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I have really come to have family at the pub, man. Mitch, I met Mitch over a year ago, and uh, he's Mitch Ramsey is the owner, and uh, he found me one night at Gaffney's and was like, "Hey, you should come down." Mind you, I was kind of loaded, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "I was like, who is this guy? He doesn't own a bar." I come to find out, I talked to him at the end of the night and I was like, oh, okay. And it's a, it's a great place. It's on J Street, right at the, right at the end of the pedestrian walkway um, as you come for, like, at the J Street side. And it's just an awesome place. It's a cool place to go in there. And Table for One have been really like my homes. Oh yeah, Bobby, a Table for One. Yeah, I was in the middle of a residency when uh, we shut down for COVID. Oh man, I haven't made it out to they're in Cahos, right? Yes, Remsen Street. Yes, I haven't been out to the tap room, but I did meet Bobby shortly before they opened that, and he was still doing uh, the Thursday Thursdays at like that park or whatever, wherever they were yeah, setting up in Latham. Grove. The Grove, yeah, yeah, cool. There's some to do it, super, yeah, nice guy, some great beers, and uh, yep. I used to. I think they opened that shortly after they opened in Cahos because I used to live right in Water of Elite. Uh, I ended up oh, moving nice. back to Niskayuna. So now I'm <laughs> all the way the hell on the other side of town and I don't get over that way much anymore. Cool place. I like it over there. It's an easy shot. I mean, from where I live, it's 15 minutes. So I enjoy it. All right. I'm trying to get in so I can see what's going on over here. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at my other computer and I'm like, I want to get in on this. No, I just have to the link it's fun easy to go live is easy to hit get in everything set up and then 
sharing it everywhere takes some time. So that's that's what the first few minutes of this live stream is, people. Getting this video shared as much as possible. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So what are you drinking, friend? Uh, me, I am drinking Single Cut Tonight, Softly Spoken Magic Spells. It's delicious. Yeah, we were just talking about Single Cut. Like I said, I've had two or three of their beers, and they've been really great. And it's one of the, you know, another great place in the area I've been meaning to check out, but I haven't gotten up there. I have no doubt I'd love a lot more of their beer. So hopefully I'll get up there soon or find some more to check out. There's just so many options when I go to the beverage center <laughs> center, and I'm oh. walking around and I get sidetracked. I'm like, Ooh, this looks good. That looks good. I only have so much money at one time. Uh, yeah. And I, I get in trouble sometimes if I go with my wife, like if the kids are in school and daycare and stuff and we go to a bevy or something, I get in trouble. Cause I, I like to walk around. It takes me too long. <laughs> I well, I just finished my equilibrium, so now I'm drinking some it's common roots original concept New England IPA. Another uh, brewery I love that I've had a number of their beers that have all been great. Nice, the common roots fan. glass. A fan. Yeah, so I just cracked open this guy, my nice frozen glass here. So I'll be chugging on that while we talk. Super excited about this. Like I said, this is the first time I'm streaming the show. Uh, provided this goes well and not horribly wrong, I'll be doing more of these in the future. I've dialed back the in-person stuff, uh, for, at least for the time being, with you know all the COVID cases on the rise and everything like that. My girlfriend has asthma. I still try to do some stuff for my mom occasionally, so you know I don't want to take the risk. Plus, I all, I'm you know fortunate enough to still work, but I have to go into the office four to five days a week. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. I try to dial back the uh, in-person stuff a bit and only go out when needed for a little while. Yeah. But I hope... No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, we're split here. My wife works at Albany High. She teaches and she's in the building. I don't, she doesn't see students. Um, she's still virtual in her room, but she goes to the building to work. And, you know, everybody's kind of deprived of being social and interaction so people are always trying to stop by and talk to her and say hi so, <laughs> and i'm i'm home I, I teach at schenectady high i teach music at schenectady high and our the specials programs are fully virtual so i teach out of home oh wow you're a music teacher right now yes yes so how how is it teaching music from home i mean i have some teachers in the family that i've chatted with and it's not an easy adjustment to begin with but how do you do music at home it's different. Uh, I teach three sections of choirs, of uh, mixed choirs and a, an all treble choir. And then I teach drumming. <laughs> uh, so and it, it's, it's not bad. It was a It was kind of a rocky start this year. I mean, last year we broke in March and we kind of had our Google classroom set. We had work, but Things were still in the air as of like directives and things. So I got a little more comfortable with it and I'm lucky. My wife teaches math. So she's really on top of her tech. So when we did break, I had somebody to bounce ideas off and learn new technology with while she was learning it. So it helps um, trying to boost engagement and get more students involved. But drumming, we've got, I got, buckets donated and one of the other um, faculty in the music department helped me out we got some buckets donated 
Um, I got some sticks to thank you to John Keel Music. Um, John Keel Music um, in Albany, they, uh, they donated drumsticks for our class and we got Lowe's uh, in Schenectady or Lowe's in Glenmont, I think, to donate buckets for us. So nice. really nice, really generous. And it's not the first time John Keel has been able to donate to our program too. So, or Lowe's for that matter. Nice. Oh, so that's my phone. I was trying to see comments <laughs> and now I can't. Okay. Like I said, this is my first time streaming. So it's going to take me some time to adjust and figure out how to handle things. What's your, what's your middle name? John. Is that oh, okay. my friend Aaron that posted something? Yes. Yeah. Don't, you can ignore him. He has a hard time reading. He has a hard time with words. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to A.A. Ron, as I call him. So a lot of firsts going on. Like I said, this is my first time streaming. This is also my first episode of 2021. So happy three and a half weeks oh, nice. <laughs> into the new year. Awesome. Awesome. And This is awesome. Yeah, everything I've done for the podcast up until now has been pre-recorded, and I thought, uh, you know, since I'm going to be doing more from home, I kind of want to add in a flair. I thought so. I thought live streaming's a fun way to keep this fresh. I'll still be, I'll still be putting out the audio versions, of course, uh, mm-hmm. but this helps me keep stuff out faster and hopefully forces me to be better, so I don't have to edit as much. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> the added pressure. And that takes that that takes a long time. That's something I have very little patience for, and I'm learning more patience as I record more music and as I do more things. It's like I gotta stop getting so frustrated. I gotta stop walking away. <laughs> and it's funny because well, you're a you graduated from St. Rose, right? Yes, I did. I'm a fellow St. Rose graduate. Yes. Uh, when did you graduate? Oh, shit. That's what I meant to look up before we started, because I saw that. I'm like, I should go figure it out. So I've been out. I've been at my current job at least 10 years, so oh, okay. a year before that. So it's it's been 11 to 12 year range. It's been about six and a half years for me. Okay. Yeah. I spent a long time in kitchens. I worked as a head chef for a while, and then I went back to school in my 30s. So I graduated in December 2014. Okay. Yeah, I, I was a communications major. And while I was there, they were building the new com- music and communications building across the street. And they didn't, and they opened it literally the, like the semester after I graduated. <laughs> oh it used to be the old, it wasn't all, it used to be the old stage. And a lot of the theater stuff was in there too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, because I think they had a flooding problem or something, at least in the before they started renovating it and things mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, of course, you open a new multi million dollar ma- you know, building that's going to house classes for my major after I graduate. I'm like, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I got to take classes in there as part of the, the music program. But the last class I took to graduate was a radio class, and that's where I learned to at least, you know, a little editing and things like that, which does not help me at all with my job, but has helped me with the podcast. So <laughs> yeah, so I'll be posting the audio version of this in the next few days. I think it'll be episode 39 when I go to post it. It'll be on all major podcast platforms. So don't worry if you've missed out on the live stream, people, you'll still be able to hear it. 
but yeah, I thought the live stream would be fun to do. Do we have a comment? Yeah, absolutely. And Facebook will have this up anyway. Once you're done with the live yeah. stream, Facebook usually just says it's over, but it'll be posted later. So it'll be up there to check out too. We'll just share it all over. We'll bombard everybody with this so they can't get away from it. That is, that is the goal. That's how you promote. Yeah. Uh, do yes. it until they don't want to follow you anymore. <laughs> yes, I have no shame. It's going out there. No, and it's funny because I started. Uh, how do I turn off the volume on this? is getting at you. Got a mute phone, sir. Thanks, Aaron. It's on mute, but it's still playing the volume. So. Yeah, but I started, I got involved with the live stream and we started another podcast since I've been, you know, home quarantining and everything like that with my buddy Aaron, who's commenting like a jerk, uh, <laughs> a movie podcast called Popcorn and Pints. So we stream that on Saturday nights now, oh, cool. doing like movie and entertainment reviews. It's me, him, and a couple and two other guys that uh, a friend of Aaron's and another guy we got to know through podcasting. So we've been doing that on Saturday nights on, you know, weekly, we've got working on getting some interviews lined up and expanding that. So add in my podcast since I'll be home to the streaming world and we'll see how this goes. Uh, just another thing to help staying at home, not be as boring. Yeah. And it's been hard, man. It's been hard. We don't really go anywhere. We don't, go out and get out much even like my kids are my kids are young they're you know my oldest is going to be six in april my youngest just turned four and so you know hikes are kind of out of the question because they're not they don't last very long uh, so we usually just kind of go to a local play playground if nobody's there or we have a nice big neighborhood that doesn't have a lot of traffic so we kind of walk around run around the neighborhood and play in the yard and Every once in a while, we might get to see family. Kudos to, uh, plus I finally got my phone to not play the volume. So now I can keep up nice. with any comments that come in. <laughs> nice. Which seem, which seem to be, which seem to be Aaron. Hey, dude. Yes. Hey, uh, yeah. Good buddy. How have you been keeping busy in quarantine? A lot of music making, I assume. Yeah. Um, so before we broke for COVID, my father and I were building a, um, a, basically a recording studio in my basement in our house. Um, our house has a basement. So I, my wife let me use the space. So we had framed out the entire room. Um, and then when COVID came, we stopped. And then when September came, came around, we finally decided that it was time to finish it. So we had somebody come in and finish it. So um, the studio's been finished. Um, I'll give you a little tour. You want a tour? Yeah, I'll take a quick little tour. The home we'll studio. Yeah. All right, it's going to get dark for a second. Hold on. All right. So you walk into the studio, and then this is immediately on the left. It's a little messy at the moment. but <laughs> Nice. And the guy who did it, his name is Bill Murray. Um, he was actually a math <laughs> what's that is really? I know, right? um but so he was a, a math teacher and you know unfortunately with the amazing cuts that came last year he, he got laid off and it was a really crappy thing uh, yeah so man the vocal booth and then uh it was a really crappy thing but he put it out there that he was doing work and i was like hey i need work 
So he came in and finished it. And I want him to get the credit he deserves because he did an absolutely amazing job. Um, he, he finished the vocal, vocal booth and actually, you know, installed jacks and really kind of made my vision finish. My father and I just had this vision of what it was and he made it happen. He finished it for us and, and it was awesome. So when everybody goes to sleep and the kids are asleep, I come down here and I make some music. Nice. Shout out to Bill Murray, not the actor, the, uh, the... not the actor, <laughs> no. But he but is even, shout out to him too, I guess. Um, he is a musician, and I, I damn it, I forgot the name of his band. Does he, he have a band? He does. Do I? No. No, I meant Bill Murray. Well, he does, and I, I don't remember the name of his band right now, and I feel awful because I listened to some of their stuff with him, and they're really good. I had I'm no gonna, idea. I'm gonna get beat up. I'm gonna text them right now. This Actually, I was ju- I was just this- thinking of watching uh, Caddyshack the other day. And I regret not doing that now. <laughs> so it was funny. I before I of course sent you a message. I was listening to some of your tunes on your website. One of the and the first song I was listening to was Slow Jam. And I remember, I mean, I was sitting at my desk at work. I go in super early. So I'm sitting there, I'm drinking my coffee, I have my headphones on. Uh, I'm like a minute into the song, and I just think to myself, fuck, this is this is smooth. <laughs> Thank you. Like you know, and the song was good too. No, but the, I mean, the song, your voice, the coffee, it was, uh, you know, at six o'clock in the morning, I'm just sitting there like, yeah, I feel relaxed. <laughs> That's yeah. I like, I like early morning like that. I mean, we get up five thirty, six o'clock in our house. My kids wake up a little later, but that's like the quiet time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that. Cause I was just listening to it. It's great music musicianship with the guitar playing and everything like that. Like, uh, and then your voice just came in and it was, you know, like it was meant to be at that spot. Very smooth, really I, smooth voice. That was my first thought, but yeah, it was good stuff. And then of course I started listening to the other songs you've had posted and things like that. And that's when I decided to reach out and thought it'd be fun to have some beers and chat. Yeah. Oh, so he just texted me. He texted me back. I can't believe I forgot this. Ublek. O-O-B-L-E-K, right? Okay. So you guys should all check these guys out. Maybe this will come up. I don't know. We'll find it. I'm going to try to find it and put it in the chat. <laughs> Why not? Like, this is what. No, man. Throw it in there. Um, Bill Murray, the musician and actor. It might be this one. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm going to click on it as soon as I put it up there. And if it's not, I'll just delete it. Uh, Ooh, black. Where are they? Where are they from? No, I don't think this is them. Oops. That was an epic fail. It happens. <laughs> no, it happens. Whatever. And people got to see it live. Yeah. But, I'm, uh... I'm talking to Aaron, too. <laughs> He's very distracting. You see, he got some alcohol delivered, so good for him. I was just his big accomplishment for the day. Yeah, man, that is a silver line into (laughs) a silver line into the pandemic is now all the alcohol delivery that's available. (laughs) That's I I try to find the silver lining in things, and um and the amount of musicians I've met online, it's awesome. Um, there are oh, I've no I even there's a lot of live streams out there now so I'm just tuning into stuff that I probably wouldn't have done before because I mean I'm home too so but yeah it's been a great time to discover some new people 
Yeah. And all kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. And some of the streams like Cafe Lena has been doing some amazing streams and a lot of the local musicians, like I'm really digging a lot of the local musician streams that I see all the time. I, uh, I mean, locally, and I've mentioned her before, Girl Blue is, uh, I've become a big fan of hers. Uh, yeah. And I keep up on with all the posts from Nippertown because I contribute some articles every once in a while to go along with the episode. So they're always posting about live streams and stuff. Follow if you're, I mean, if you're not following Nippertown on social media, be sure to check them out to keep track of really, you know, most of the local stuff that's going on. There's a lot of great media like that here, like Nippertown, Spotlight 518, um, Radio, Radio X, and Experience. Like they're so like... I feel like our music scene for the capital region is just incredible. Oh, yeah, it really is. And uh, Jim Gilbert with a comment who operates Nipper Town. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for watching, Jim. I really appreciate it. But you you also, I mean, you also mentioned Spotlight 518. I saw the article today that they wrote about you a couple years ago that was pretty good about you giving up a chef to start your fam being to start a family and everything and getting into music. It was a good, I mean, it was a good little article. Thank you. Yeah, it was, no, it was awesome. Um, I got to, so that was an, well, it was an older one. Um, I got to sit down with Michael Halsey. He's super cool. Um, Ralph Renna hooked that one up. I was doing a show for Albany's Dana Park concert series. And I went in, down to see um mike and his michael in his office and we hung out for a while and did that interview and yeah was your initial when you set out in life you wanted to be a chef or how'd you get into cooking i had no direction in my life oh. <laughs> no no i uh i i worked as a dishwasher when i was like 15 16 uh, in the white holland house back home and then randomly had jobs in kitchens for a little bit and then one day I started cooking and I was like, wow, this is awesome. I like this. I cooked at home. My mom kind of taught me to cook. I'd watch her cook all the time. And so I wound up cooking and trying to figure out life on the way. So I spent 15 or so years, 20 years working, working in kitchens and worked my way up and worked with some incredible people here in the capital region too. And, uh, Worked as a head chef for a little bit and met Sarah. Worked as a head chef for a while. And then our family became a priority. And I couldn't, you know, we had talked about a family and I needed something that had insurance and benefits and <laughs> time at home to be with a family. All, the, you know, all those pesky, you know, quality of life aspects. <laughs> Although, yeah, like, you know. All the things that would make me a decent person. Yeah. Side yeah. note, my girlfriend's yeah. name is Sarah. So, <laughs> oh, does she spell it with an H on the end? She does. Oh, good. We don't have to fight. All right. <laughs> awesome. It's the only way to spell it, right? <laughs> I mean, if, if you ask my wife, I'm sure it's the same for you. Yes, oh, yeah. The only way to spell it. Like, we have a dog. Our dog is named Zoe, Z O E Y. So, when we see somebody or anybody else that has that's named Zoe, like Zoe Deschanel or somebody that doesn't spell it the same way. We're like, that's not, that's not a real name. That doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. That's not how you spell Zoe. So started as a chef. What got you into music and started to go down that path? Um, I was kind of always into music. Uh, my, my parents asked me what I wanted in third. Well, you know, you go to school 
And they're like, what do you want to play? What instrument do you want to play? It's, it's third grade, fourth grade, band is coming, orchestra is coming. I said drums. Dad, I got to go in tomorrow. Mom, I got to go in tomorrow and tell them what I want to play. I want to play drums. I went to school that day. I told them I wanted to play drums. I really want to play drums. And they were like, all right, well, we'll figure it out at the end of the week. I came home and there was a trumpet on the bed. <laughs> yeah, right? No shit. So I grew to love it. I grew to love it. I played trumpet. My father played guitar um, and kind of got me interested in guitar when I was growing up. And my sister played saxophone. They had us, my parents had us take piano lessons. My sister, an incredible sax player and phenomenal piano player. One of the, like one of those people who can sit down and sight read really well and make it look flawless. And it was just music was an important part of our life growing up. My dad was a folky. My dad was Kingston Trio, Peter, Paul and Mary, Jim Croce, um, Paul Simon, that kind of stuff. And, and I dug it and early Beatles he got into and like early three dog night and stuff like that. I, I like that kind of stuff. My mom liked all that, but my mom got me into like, who put the bump and Wooly Bully and that whole era of like the 50s, the 40s and 50s. And um, my sister got me into Hendrix and the Indigo Girls and R.E.M. and more Zeppelin and stuff. Nice. So, I mean, growing up, I had I had music all over the place. So it was awesome. That's awesome. I remember, I mean, music is one of my favorite things in the world. So I love talking, you know, music when people are up for it. And I remember as a kid... <laughs> as a kid oh more single cut we're moving we on got? to my next beer nice it's the alternative, alternative. it's a two-time dry hop double IP. nice and as i mentioned i'm running low on dangerously low on beer i've got a i've got one more beer after i finish my common roots here for tonight and i've got to watch a movie for popcorn and pints tomorrow we're going to be talking about major league yeah which is a gr- great fucking movie and i'm super excited for the episode so i've only got one beer left for tonight i gotta make a beer run tomorrow oh so, my god what time, what time is what time is this so popcorn and pints we do on saturday nights usually nine o'clock nine o'clock yep 9 uh, p.m everybody's asleep i'm watching major league with you nice so i well i mean we've watched the movie we talk we get drink and talk about it <laughs> Okay. But uh, yeah, man, definitely check it out. You'll find the stream on Facebook. There's a Popcorn and Pints Facebook page. It's part of the Z Network, which my buddy Aaron and I have come up with as he's commenting at 9 p.m. Z Network is a a network for all kinds of content creators. We've got a lot of great content on there, you know, all trying to help each other out. But Popcorn and Pints, tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, we're talking Major League. Uh, at first, it started as me trying to get, force Aaron to watch movies of people he hated, like Nicolas Cage. And then it's kind of grown from there. So, well, all right. I, I kind of love Nicolas Cage. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and I'm kind of, I, I think Nicolas Cage is a cool dude because he just does whatever he wants anyway. It's he, not, like he has somebody who it's not so much that he does whatever he wants. He's just, he's just himself in everything he does, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think like, it's actually acting. <laughs> and aaron's posting some links in the chat there or in the comments oh, so there it is all right those. i was just gonna try to tag it awesome 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 <laughs> aaron's aaron's a good dude huh he's you on know? top of shit which is good because i'm not as on top of stuff as he is he's out to get me he says about nicholas cage <laughs> so 
Snake but eyes. uh yeah we it's for nobodies that get drunk and talk about movies it's a fun time people check it That's out awesome. uh I'll probably make a beer run out to Browns tomorrow in Troy to pick up some cases. Like I said, they've got some good deals and I need to stock up because I am, I'm dangerously low. I haven't been this low on beer in a long time. That's not good. No, it's not. But going back to music. I remember growing up, my dad really trying to get me on the country music bandwagon because that's what he was into. And luckily I had an older brother that saved me from that and sent me down a metal path (laughs) and rock music. What kind of country though? Like your dad? Like I don't know. I don't know how old you are. So I'm 37. So at the time, I can't remember everything. I know Alan Jackson was big for him. Okay. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't even say. I mean, at this point in my life, I love music to the point where I've grown to love music so much. I give anything to listen to at least once. Things like that. I love all kinds of shit. Uh, But but even the stuff back then when i think about it i'm like that was some that was some cheesy cheesy country <laughs> so my brother would threaten me with you know violence to listen to ozzy and things like that and luckily i picked up on that and really got into that and then kind of got into punk and pop punk singer songwriter stuff as i got older uh like i'm a big fan of ryan adams and butch walker now those are two uh, of my favorites yeah that's awesome i asked because i asked because my mom was into country and just about the same time like garth brooks alan jackson brooks and dunn kathy matea martina McGrath. that's right brooks and dunn i forgot about them yeah, they were all kind of around the same era of really being at the top of country music and it, i liked it back then my mom I made mean, the kitchen to it there is uh Aaron, I'm not 46, you asshole. Um, <laughs> thinking back, there's aspects of that I can at least appreciate now. Uh, obviously, that I didn't as I was a kid, as my musical tastes have changed and matured and things like that. But uh, yeah, but these days, I mean, I've I gravitate more towards like pop punk, punk music, and singer songwriter stuff now more than I do anything else, which is why I love finding local musicians. I mean, I'm I'm probably a sucker for acoustic stuff too. I don't know. I, get, I feel like he gives the songs a more personal touch, more intimate touch, yeah. even if it is like a big name star or that mm. big sc- screen name. Like Taylor Swift came out with her last two albums, uh, Folklore and Evermore, took on a more humble, acoustic, like individualistic approach. And it really hit home with me because I didn't. I mean, Taylor Swift, it's catchy pop to begin with yeah. but i listened to these it's like a different sound for her and i felt like i connected to it more like her folklore album was awesome i have no problem admitting that yeah, <laughs> i'm I like know. i was surprised I don't, by how much i enjoyed it i don't fault anybody for having whatever they enjoy in music no even, even, I, if, even if i don't like it like it's still somebody's representation of thoughts and ideas and emotions and if other people are listening to it even if it's one other person that's fantastic yeah so you mentioned was the trumpet the first instrument you played uh, <laughs> how'd you get into guitar playing uh, my dad had a guitar okay i actually have both of the ones he had three of them that he had when i was growing up now um, my dad played guitar he was in bands when he was growing up and was always kind of a part of what he did and who he was and then when he had kids i you know I kind of got interested in it and wanted to do it. And he said, all right, but you got to play piano first. Okay. So I took piano lessons, had a trumpet, 
and um, yeah, I, I feel like it's always been encouraged. And then my dad used to sit me down and I'd say, dad, dad, what, what is this? What does this sound like? And he said, well, that's a C chord. I never learned the notes on the fretboard growing up. I learned by tab and chord boxes and shapes. And then when I got to high school, I started figuring out what notes really were. I mean, I didn't really practice piano. I hated it. Mm-hmm. I always want to go. And uh, so, I, you know, at this point in my life, I really kick myself because I didn't pay attention more to piano. So anybody out there right now, don't ever knock anybody who says you should take piano lessons. Always take piano lessons if you dig music. I was going to ask you because I've, I mean, I've, I have an acoustic guitar that I've had for fucking like maybe 15 years. And at most I've ever only learned a couple chords. I take it out every once in a while just to play around, but I, or I've looked up a lot of tabs of songs I liked. And I've always heard that learning piano is really a gateway into learning just about any other instrument and understanding music. It really is. It's um, like guitar's great, but you don't get to actually look at your hands as they move up and down the fretboard unless you're leaning forward and looking. Piano gives you the auditory necessity that you need for music you see what your hands are doing and what relationship a step a half step a major third like you can see what those are and you're looking at notation like there's it just translates so much easier i think if you have the foundation in it before you start anything else to me personally anyway but. And it's it's funny because you always see the stories about kids hating piano lessons and things like that. But that, and I'm like, man, I. But and it's you mentioned it. You were kicking yourself now. I'm like, I wish I had piano lessons as a kid. Now that I'm older and I love music, so that I could actually <laughs> learn an instrument really well to play. Yeah, and then you know, and it wasn't until you know Sarah and um one of my best friends Derek uh Derek Borst was like you should teach like I was going back to school I was going to do something other than cooking and they were like you should teach and I was like hey I really want to learn how to play the guitar and be really good at it I want to write my own music this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to teach and I want to share what I love so it was nice that I got encouraged to go to school for guitar Nice. And I got some, and I got voice lessons and piano lessons on the way. It is on my bucket list to play an instrument on stage for a live crowd of it, you know, for a song of any kind. I don't necessarily need to sing. I've been thinking of getting back into it at least a little bit. I kind of really want a telecaster. I love telecasters or even a bass guitar. I like the Fender basses a lot. Yeah. Uh, like I'm a big punk wise. I'm a big MXPX fan. The lead singer, Mike Herrera has his own signature bass. I mean, that is, that's a badass looking bass. Okay. Who, who makes his bass? Which is... Fender. Fender does. Yeah. It's a great bass company. I mean, yeah, I feel it. Yeah. But the, and plus the Telecaster, I just, I love everything about Telecaster for some like reason. Telecaster. I would love like a nice thin line with an F hole in it and two really hot single coil pickups i would <laughs> a telecaster and like 
I would take a I would take a Squire Telecaster. I would take a custom Telecaster. I don't care, but I would love to start playing around with a Telecaster, and I would like to start getting into like chicken picking and stuff. <laughs> I noticed you call yourself classically trained. I'm just curious for anyone who doesn't know what that actually means. What exactly is classically trained? Because you hear a lot of people reference I majored, that. I majored in classical guitar. Okay. Um, I majored in classical guitar. Um, nylon strings, all done with your hands. No picks. Lice long, shape nails. Bach, Fernando, Soar. Sounds um, like just a dirty Ibanez. hippie playing a guitar. Uh, no, <laughs> technically crazy. Um, no, it, it was... I thought I was going to be able to go into this degree and I was like, I'm going to take this electric guitar in. I'm going to learn some really cool jazz stuff. I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to play like Eric Krasno, basically. Like I wanted to do lettuce and soul live and that kind of like, I liked the lettuce funk and, and jazz sound. I loved soul live and, I thought that's what I was going to do. And they were like, oh, you want to go into education? Well, you have to play classical guitar. And I'm like, I've never done that before. So <laughs> I had to actually take, yeah, I had to actually take a semester of lessons um, from Micah Scoville, who's amazing. Um, he's a faculty at Adirondack Community too. Um, and I did a semester of lessons with him. And then I did my audition and got in. And then I did classical guitar with him and uh, Paul Quigley, who plays in Night Train, another phenomenal guitar player um but yeah it was classical guitar it was like learning well i did uh like a french loop tab song on guitar uh for a performance um doing a lot of spanish guitar um latin american guitar i did cuban and brazilian stuff that's where the emotion is <laughs> I had to play. I had to play Bach because Paul Quigley said you're not going to be a classical guitarist until you play Bach, and it was hard. It was brilliant, and it was dead. Like it keeps you honest. There are those rests in there, and everything has to be like planned. Mm -hmm. And I had to sit there, and and it was, and it was like, okay, well, on this note, I'm using this finger because on this note, I need to use this finger, and you had to plot the whole thing out. Um, and it was great. It was a great learning tool, but I really found that I connected more to um, guys like Brower and Villalobos who were, um, Brower was Cuban and Villalobos was Brazilian and their music, it was just so much more emotional. It was so, I felt like there was way more feeling in it to me and it was what I connected with more. Interesting. Hmm. When did uh, I also notice you use a loop machine now these days, right? I do. I do. You want to see it? I do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hold on. I'm going. So to get the full band sound from a single person, that's what the loop machine does. That's what it is. So um, there's three separate channels, three separate phrases, maybe three separate sections of a song. Um Track one, track two, track three. Each one has a start and stop, and the start does the overdub as well and playback. There's an all stop. So I can do a verse here, a chorus here, and then maybe a bridge over here, or maybe a verse and a chorus, and maybe some sort of riff that I want to continue over the whole thing. Mm 
Um, I also layer have a um, pedal that makes my guitar sound like a bass. So I'll run that through as well. And I can have run bass lines through it. Um, rhythm guitar, little leads and stuff like that. I can plug a microphone in it. Uh, when I first started, I was beatboxing a lot. And then <laughs> when, yeah, and uh, it was fun. Like it, it was what I had set out to do, but then I got a, a better, I put a pickup in, in, in an older guitar and it sounded so good when I beat on it. So I wound up using that for my percussion sounds. And But I still use like shakers and stuff. It's insane the options that gives you to get the full band sound from one person. Yeah, and there are guys who have been doing it for a long time. Richard Ortiz, Pat Decker, Mike Thomas. I mean, they have they are amazing in, in this local area too. I mean, they're they're here. I'm not gonna lie. When I uh, first saw that you mentioned using the loop machine, I thought Ed Sheeran because. My girlfriend and I went to go see him when he came to Albany year a few years ago. Cool. Uh, she was really into him. I, I, I mean, I like Ed Sheeran, depending on the song. But I saw him, and seeing him live was a totally different experience. I'm like, this is one of the coolest shows I have seen because he runs everything through a loop machine to get that fucking full band arena sound. I'm like, this is amazing to watch him build this on stage by himself, basically. Yeah. And knowing that just just one fuck up and he's repeating a mistake over and over and over again. Yeah. So his he's got a tech that built that for him. It's he's got a custom built machine, basically built with two RC20s built inside it. I think. I think it's still like this. It's called the Chewy. <laughs> the Chewy. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I, I remember seeing that because uh, it was it just stood out to me as one of the more is that Aaron picture in me playing the guitar barefoot under a tree. I saw. Yeah, I saw that. Thanks, Aaron. Oh. Yeah, that's it. You want to see what he uses? I think this is the most current version of it. Oh no! What did I just do? Not sure. I still see it though. Oh God! What just happened? <laughs> Now I can't see what's going on. You can see me though. All right. Yeah, I can go. see everything going on. Okay. That's it right there. So he's got his record and play stop undo mode. He's got banks, so he's probably got effects in here and a and a readout. Yeah, man, but uh he put on an impressive show. Like I said, I was It's one thing to hear him on the radio and think yeah, all right. It's just a mid-tempo tune, but to go see him live and kind of like build the beats through that board and get that full band sound while just looking at one person, thirty feet in front of me, I'm like, holy shit! That's a uh, some serious talent to master that. Yeah, absolutely. It does. It takes timing, and you have to you have to practice. Yeah, you can't just kind of go out there and wing it. No. Like I said, I feel so. I listen to. I've been listening to your stuff all week getting ready for the show like i said slow jam i was just sitting there drinking my coffee i'm bouncing my head a little bit I'm like this is fucking smooth and that but i think uh my favorite song and i forget the name hold on i wrote it down greater kind of love i think that was the favorite of mine that you had posted that was a great one too what was greater kind of love oh yeah i'm actually um working on recording that right now 
and uh, I'm going to have some friends play some instruments on it. Nice. Um, that's just me and a guitar. That Derek, so the greater kind of love is me and my buddy Derek Borst, and we were in what was the warehouse at Roger Sharp's place, who Roger and Christine Sharp run uh, High Peaks Sound, High Peaks Production. Okay. Now we recorded it in there and it's got this like aluminum roof and it was pouring rain that day. And we did that and we did Melissa, Allman Brothers Melissa, and you can hear the rain in Melissa. <laughs> but yeah, so that that was recorded in Roger's garage. Thanks, Roger. Sorry, bud. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> but uh like I do with anybody I listen to, I'm kinda of also listening for like the influences behind it and i feel like there's a real influence of southern rock in some of your music and you like some jam band stuff yeah i uh yeah i love warren hands i love the Omen, I, I like the Omen brothers i'm a huge i'm a huge deadhead i'm a big dead fan the uh, dead, i mean the dead's never a band i really got into but i mean i can i mean i appreciate you know their musicianship and everything they've done of course but i don't know is they've just never hit home for me it happens a lot of people say that it's like some people who don't like the beatles like it happens it's not a lot but it happens <laughs> but yeah um so i mean were those did you have i mean what were some of your other influences you've mentioned the almond brothers of course is that uh just growing uh, up what you were raised with no, I got into the Almond Brothers more when, God, I was in community college, I think, when I started listening to the Almond, like really listening to the Almond Brothers. So I was like 99. Oh, wow. 97, 97, when I really got into the Almond Brothers. I mean, I knew who they were. I had been to see them um, at SPAC growing up, like in high school, but never really to the point where I, I wanted to hear everything until I was in community college. And uh, then I kind of just dove in. Nice. So what are you working on these days? Um, now that you have your fresh new home studio. I know, right? Oh, lucky. Um, I've got a track right now that I'm working on. Um, I've got a few that I'm working on actually, but um one of them is called You Said Hi, and it features uh, a couple local musicians. Um, Dave Gleason uh, plays piano and organ for it, and Mike Lawrence plays bass, and Brian Cepinelli plays drums. I sent it out and was like, hey, you guys want to just do your thing on this track? And they were like, yeah. I was like, sweet. Awesome. And um, I work with Dave Gleason and Mike Lawrence. Uh, we're all teachers in Schenectady. And Mike was my mentor when I had my first year of teaching. And I work with Dave at the high school. Um, and, and they're all brilliant musicians. Brian and I went to college together at St. Rose. He's a drummer for Bad Mothers. He's also B-Chaps. Like he's a producer and a hip hop artist and um, comes to talk to my students when we talk about careers in music nice. that are not the performer um and he actually in between classes brian came to my drumming class and we were doing rudiments and he went around and helped some of the kids it was awesome and that's kind of what the album i'm putting together is it's most it's mostly me and local musicians um or people who are are my musical family or my literal family um slow jam features 
um, Victor Cornetti, who is part of our family. He's, I consider him a brother-in-law, but he's um, dating my sister-in-law. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he's, he's part of the family and he, we send music back and forth and I'm, I just laid down lyrics for him and he puts down bass for me or guitar, like having him and my, my wife's brother, Alan, um, we've been writing music since he was 16, 17 together, doing things here and there. Um, he's part of gentlemen's club. So if you saw call my own, um, he wrote the guitar part for that. And also, um, he wrote for the ride and I did the lyrics for both of those songs. Um, Derek Borst has been my brother and best friend since 1999. We write music together all the time. We used to work together. Um, Mike Thomas is working on putting down some lap steel for me. A buddy that I was in a band with years ago, uh, Matt Bruno, it put mandolin down for me for some of this stuff. So this has been an awesome journey so far. Awesome. Is the rule still incidental live music is fine? As far as uh, these current days are going? I'm not quite sure. I mean, I literally have not played a show since last March. Oh, man. And, you know, with with things the way they are, um, I have two very small kids. I have asthma and pre-diabetic. Like, there are just things like I'm not looking to go out. And oh, yeah. I actually never planned on booking 2021 for the most part. Um, I probably would do things here and there, but I really wanted to work on this album and COVID just gave me the kick in the butt to get it started that, that yeah well that's actually pretty interesting but yeah i mean my girlfriend has asthma so again that's one of the main reasons that i've dialed back the in-person stuff and things are of course getting out of control but uh i mean what have been some of your favorite places to play uh table for one i know you've mentioned you had oh, a little residency yeah. going on there prior to the j, j street pub. j street yeah. of course table as you wear their shirt yeah yeah no j street pub um and Gaffney's has been a great place to play. I have a lot of fun there. Uh, 151 in Schenectady was a that's a well, yeah. 151 is a great place. That was a great, nice weather place because they've got such a huge, like, kind of double decker patio there. Yeah, and the garage doors, the bay yeah. doors that open up and uncover like the other half of the bar. Yeah, and a lot of fun. And like Tim Trier, the guy, the one of the guys, the, the guy who owns the place. Like I've been with him for a while. Played at Clinton's Ditch. Went over to One Fifty One for him. Kevin was there for a while. Like that was a really cool place to go. I really liked playing at PJ's Barbecue SA, like um, in Saratoga. There's, there's a lot of great places. I've I've had a lot of fun playing. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're. It's funny because I I'm from the local 518 area i lived in south carolina for five years like uh, starting from when i was like 15 or so and i mm -hmm. tell people i was from new york and they just automatically anyone outside of new york if you say you're from new york they just assume the city <laughs> yeah i'm like no there's there's a whole nother state not just you know the island <laughs> yeah i know and then you talk about upstate and people are like well Capital region is considered upstate. No, the northern like, region is. You know, upstate. Albany's the capital, right? Not New York City. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, people, I'm, I'm from Amsterdam, and they're like, "Oh, you're from Europe." I'm like, "No, New York." Sorry. <laughs> I drive. Uh, I go up to the Thousand Islands 
usually once a year for like family vacation or something like that, which is still New York up on the Canadian border. And I, every year we pass the sign that says Mexico. So I'm like, there's a Mexico, New York. <laughs> and it, it cracks me up when I drive by it. <laughs> yep. Do you remember your first show? My first show? Yeah. Um, first show, how? First show, like, solo. I don't know. Let's say first first time you played a live live songs for people no probably probably when i was in denmark my first show was probably like a couple we did a couple of like school shows and uh i played bass and sang with a few guys and played a show at one of the local bars with another guy you know he was awesome Uh, (laughs) yeah that was probably the first time I really performed. And then when I came home, I just started. But when I came home, honestly, like when I came home from Denmark is when I really started picking up the guitar and started getting my act together. Oh, wow. I could play, I could tool around, I could do stuff. But I really got interested when I was over there and came back. So that was 95, 96. What was, uh, how was Denmark? What was that like? Oh, it was incredible. So I was an exchange student. So I had applied to be an exchange student my junior year. Oh, wow. I didn't didn't get accepted. So I applied again as a senior and I got accepted on an exchange program. So I went to Denmark and then somebody came to to Amsterdam, right? Uh, With Rotary, the Rotary Club in Amsterdam, New York. So I went to Denmark and I was on an island um, named Bonhomme and it was probably three hours to drive around. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Wow. When I first got there, uh, I went to Copenhagen and I had to do two weeks of a language camp. And really? then they flew and then they flew me out to the island where I would stay with my host families. And I got there, I got to I got to school. I had to go to high school again. It was like doing my senior year again. And I walked in and I, I looked around for a minute and this guy comes up and he's like, Hey, what's going on? You must be the exchange student. And I looked around and I'm like, Are you an exchange student too? He's like, no, I grew up here. Your English is better than mine. Okay. (laughs) And yeah, uh, Martin. So it was awesome. Everybody was outgoing, happy, really welcoming. And it it was such an awesome experience. I mean, I would encourage anybody to do that. So we're a live show. That means I can't pause to take a pee break, which I really desperately need to go do. Okay. So uh, why don't you talk about, if you don't mind talking about uh, what are some of the favorite what songs you've written for yourself so far? Oh, um, well, and I will return momentarily. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I'll talk to Aaron in the meantime. Go ahead. So check this out, Aaron. I've, uh, I've lost my picture of Mr. Osborne, of Chris. So I'm actually staring at a screen that says, do you want to read the report about something? So if you want to ask me anything, go ahead. You've Said Hi is probably one of my favorite songs that I've written. And it's upbeat and happy. It's rocking. (laughs) See, I know, right? He just left. This is the time when anybody actually watching can ask questions, can like say, hey, I want to ask you a question. 
Let's talk about this question. No, I'm gonna share this again. Um, yeah, you said hi. Um, I think Call My Own was awesome too. Call My Own was a good time. We had everybody come here for a weekend and we wrote Call My Own in the weekend. Alan, my brother-in-law had his music already set in his head. So we recorded it. And what drives you to create music? Um, I like writing music and I like playing music and it is a very good outlet. It's been an amazing outlet for me. I've kind of gone through trying different ways to get myself out. And this has been the most fun, the most meaningful and being able to play and teach is kind of a bonus. Nice. Yeah. How that's, do I promote uh, music? Wait, no, you can't come in and just start talking. You can't just come in and interrupt. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I have returned. See, now if I'm this was a podcast, yes. here, you see? If, if there was at least three people here, that would have been a lot less awkward because then the, another two people could have kept talking while I had disappeared. But, no, it's okay. Aaron's been, I sent a message to Aaron. I'm like, I lost my picture, but we've been talking through the chat. So I was going to answer his question. Um, how do I promote my music? I have a website. Um, it is joshcasano.weebly.com. And I've got social media. I'm on Instagram with Josh Cassano Music. Um, and now, small time studio, small time is one word. Um, and I'm also a Subaru ambassador. So you can find me on my Subaru ambassador page. But yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook, Josh Cassano 21, because Josh Cassano is just my family page. Um, yeah, I promote my, I do all my own promotion with the exception of people who, like what I do and write columns and stories. <laughs> Share me on a and, live stream podcast. And invite them to podcasts. Yes. Yeah. So thanks, Aaron, for filling in remotely by posting some questions while I took a little bathroom break. Much appreciated. <laughs> I did answer them. Would you like to hear the answers? Was it what drives you to create music? What was the answer to that one? Because I call obviously I just oh, no, I the meant the, um, the songs, but yeah, dry, what drives me to create music? No, it was, it's it's not the money. Um, it's just a great outlet. Performing is a really big rush. Um, I did musical theater for a long time. I like being on stage. I have no shame. I'm loud and obnoxious. I'm kind of an a hole, sarcastic, <laughs> and I like being on stage and being the center of attention. To be honest, but yeah, it's been a great outlet for me emotionally and creatively i cannot draw a straight line with a ruler so this is the way i get to create that's interesting because i was gonna ask what the feeling is like for you when you walk on stage to play live shows as a musician what what do you get out of it but i think you pretty much just answered that it's a rush and you know those nerves you get if you didn't get those, then you're doing something wrong. The the butterflies, the, oh, how's this going to go tonight? Is the crowd going to be responsive? Oh, my God, everybody's singing along. Everybody's moving and dancing, and everybody's having a good time. That's incredible. That's and awesome. To hear, and, and to hear my kids sing my music is probably the best part. Oh, yeah. What's that? How's that feeling? It's awesome. It's fantastic. <laughs> 
I want to listen to daddy music. And then they get to, they put in my CD and they get to listen to it. And my daughter sings, my, my, my oldest daughter, Olivia, the one who's going to be six in April, she sings lyrics from home. And, you know, I just, yeah. Awesome. That, that's awesome. Aaron, again, with another comment, ever thinking of making intro for podcasts? <laughs> Yeah, I told him. I said, only for you. Hey, I so in April, I'm coming up on three years for doing this podcast. I am looking for ideas to refresh the logo, the intro music, and all things. So I'm always open for suggestions, people. So keep an eye out. I have some fun stuff planned coming up in the next few weeks. April, I'll have something planned when I hit the three-year mark. But uh, so what are some of the things you're currently listening to these days what am i currently listening to these days um i think this would be a fun um, way to start wrapping things up i'm working on um graduation music with my choirs so i'm listening to a lot of graduation i'm not giving it away right now <laughs> but um i'm working on that listening to that a lot i am uh, recording some guitar for one of the other choir teachers. I'm listening to that a lot. I'm not giving that away right now. We'll share that later. All right. Uh, see, I'm smart. But yeah. Um, Just I've, a tease. I've been listening to JJ Gray and Mofro. It makes me think of Table for One and having some good times down there. I've been listening to him a lot in the morning when I get set, uh, setting up for teaching. And I've been listening to some Brett Denon lately too. Nice. I've picked up an EP from a pop punk band, the band Camino. It actually came out in 2019, but I, f I fucking can't stop listening to it. It's just so catchy and rocking. That's a great feeling when you have that album that you just can't stop listening to. No, yeah, like, like Paul Simon's Graceland is one of those albums for me that I just yeah, like it's at least a year and a half old now. But I didn't find it till maybe a couple months ago, maybe. A you know, maybe like two months ago, and it's just something I constantly put on, and it just makes me happy. So there's that one. Uh, I think my one of my favorite albums from 2020 was The Killers Implode in the Mirage. Uh, I didn't listen to like I haven't listened to The Killers in years since like their first and second album or so. And then uh, one of the songs on the new album caught my attention on the radio. So I checked it out and I started listening to the album. Like, holy shit, this just every fucking song on here is phenomenal. Yeah, I like that. I like them. I like, you know, who I like Franz Ferdinand. I like them. Oh, wow. I started getting to them a few years ago. What else have I been listening to besides like NPR? I listen to a lot of NPR. What else have I been listening to lately? I've been listening to a lot of Fish lately. I've been listening to a lot of Dead lately. A lot of Acoustic Dead lately. Are you familiar with Butch Walker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I uh, let me. I'm going to throw this out now because for anyone that uh, hasn't listened to the podcast, uh, anytime music comes up, I mention Butch Walker. So people familiar with the podcast, I'm sure have heard me talk about him before. <laughs> Especially with my last episode, I talked to Jeff Morad from WEQX. Uh, I mentioned Butch Walker, but, yeah, uh, and you've had, yeah, a, I mean, you've had a number of your songs played on EQX and some other local stations, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I have, I've been lucky. Um, EXT, uh, WAXT has played some Andrew Gregory's played a couple songs for me. Um, I think one Oh four nine 
and and 1027 and EQX. And actually, Jeff, I've been so when I do that, I talked about this before, the careers and music project that I have. Um, I've been trying to get Jeff to come down and talk to my classes about what he does. Um, but I was lucky enough to have Jason Keller come down too and oh, talk wow. to my classes, talk to my classes about what he does and what his role is and how to get into the business. Because a lot of a lot of people think, oh, you're in music. I don't want to be on stage. Well, yeah, you don't have to be on stage. There's tons of jobs out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We don't have to be on stage. So it's a really good way for them to see people in the community and people who are impacting our everyday life and how they go about it without performing. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. It's not the easiest business to crack into, but if you can, it's super fulfilling, I would think. If it's, of course, something you love. Yeah, I mean, but there's, there's all sorts of pathways to get into it. It really isn't that hard of an industry to get into. You just have to find what you want to do and know, you know, like any other job, if you, you can get the education or you can get the job where you start and you work your way up and then you go to another job and start working. That's how I did it with cooking. I never went to culinary school. I just got the job as a dishwasher and worked my way up. Then I get another do- job as a dishwasher and I work my way up. What's your favorite thing to cook? What was that? What's my favorite thing to cook? Oh. What's my favorite thing to cook? You stumped me with that one. Oh, um, all right. I like smoking food, brisket. All right. Ribs. Um, uh, one of the guys I work with, has a cherry tree and an apple tree in his backyard and he cuts down every time he trims his trees he gives me the wood <laughs> to smoke with it's awesome <laughs> son of a bitch that made me hungry <laughs> and now i want some barbecue i just got a text from someone that asked if i if uh will you be collaborating with anyone on a new recording so far right now yes um uh, my the the album i'm sorry to, to do this i just wanted to answer this the album no, that no, I'm doing i was gonna ask you so to, and the fam yep a good time to a good way to start wrapping things up so what are we looking at with an for an album here oh wow. um so yeah it's josh cassano and the fam notes with the fam a family collaboration it is songs i've written with feels and styles and basically like assistance and collaboration with local musicians. So like Victor Cornetti and Alan Krauss and Derek Borst and Mike Thomas and Dave Gleason and Brian Chapinelli and Mike Lawrence, there will be more people. I don't know where I'm going and Matt Bruno. I don't know where I'm going next, but as the songs are written, um, I would love to have Justin Friello do some guitar and vocals or some really good harmonies on some stuff. I think that would be really cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Nice. Things are moving. So- Things are happening. <laughs> Certainly everyone keep an eye out for that as you polish off your single cut there. Nice. So I think that's I think that's a wrap for the first uh, stories from a virtual bar live. 
This is so awesome. I, Thank you for having me your first virtual and first of the 21 year. Yeah, first 2021 episode, first virtual episode, first streaming episode, all kinds of shit going on. I think it was a great success. I think this Absolutely. went really well. Absolutely. I, the, obviously, I did not plan for the pee break, but I've been drinking for half the day. So I, was, I cracked the seal a while ago. So I, <laughs> I can't say I'm Benefits surprised. Of being home. Benefits <laughs> of being home. That's it. That is another thing. I can drink more at home than I can when I'm out doing this in person. Because again, my couch is yes. only ten. My couch is only ten feet away. But uh, you can bet I'll be doing more of these episodes, people. So keep an eye on the stories from a bar Facebook page, and certainly, uh, I'm accepting sponsors. If anyone's interested in sponsoring an episode, being a guest on the show to talk about, you know, all kinds of interesting shit, I'm just have drinks and chat. I'm always down for it. You can shoot me a message personally, or you can find the show on any of the social media pages or email stories, fab at gmail.com. A big thank you, Josh, for hanging out. I appreciate you taking the time to have some drinks and chat, man. This was a fun time. Yes. And thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, for keeping things. What? God damn it, Aaron. You and, you and your diapers comment. Okay. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Don't you have something to do? Don't you have. A family to spend time with aaron i we haven't met but then if i get out and play a show or i'm out somewhere <laughs> you got to come out and we'll have beers and no don't invite we'll him places because then he'll never leave <laughs> but be sure to check out josh and all his social social media pages facebook twitter instagram josh casano uh anything else you want to throw in no stories from a bar brilliant i love this this is fantastic <laughs> Thank you, I had sir. a great time. Awesome. Great. I'm glad thank to you. hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, of course, thank you for everyone out there for checking out the show. You'll find stories from a bar, of course, on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Storage FAB. So be sure to like and follow. Darkest person there, LOL. Aaron, yeah, Aaron. He likes to yeah, he likes to make some racial sensitive jokes some from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just call him Sir Sturdy? Sir Sturdy. Horror with Sir Sturdy. You can find him. He has a podcast talking about horror movies and stuff like that. Really cool guy. Really fun guy. Uh, and again, be sure to check out Stories from a Bar on all the social media. And if you're looking for something to do on Saturday nights, Popcorn and Pints, you can find Aaron Sturdivant and myself, along with some other guys, talking about movies and entertainment reviews, drinking for nobodies that like to drink and talk about movies. That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, and that is part of the Z Network, which you can find that on Facebook as well. Popcorn and Pints, an exclusive, great content. So certainly, please, people, Link check is that in out. The chat. Link is in the chat. Ah, excellent. Yes, people can check it out in the chat. Popcorn and Pints. See, I'm still with it. I'm There's only so much. I'm trying to multitask here by keeping an eye on the screen, reading my closing, following the comments. This is tough. This is tough stuff. <laughs> There's too much going on. I can't focus. <laughs> More beer. You'll find stories from the bar pretty much on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Podbeam, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, more. Be sure to subscribe. Even more importantly, leave a fantastic review and share the hell out of it. Social media, word of mouth, however you can do it, share. It's always greatly appreciated. And <laughs> see what I go through. Man. Thanks, Aaron. You're welcome. Uh, what a joke. And until next time, people, cheers. Cheers.